<laughs> hey, welcome to Not the Only Kids in the Law podcast, a podcast where we talk about episodes of Kids in the Law. Today we're talking about season two, episode 13, and it's just the three of us, me and Amay and Jared. So how are you guys doing? I think it's enough. I think it's enough. Oh, more than enough. Absolutely. I think two of us usually is enough, right? I mean, it's only yeah. one of us where you think, there's something missing here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, Amay, you took the week off last week. I assume you watched the episode. No, I did not, Nick. Okay. I did not do the wow. homework. Okay. <laughs> did anything happen that was interesting? I don't remember. Was last week's a good one, Jared? I think it was a pretty good one. But nothing yeah, let's see. I remember the cops runner. Um, I remember, uh, God, what else? There were a few other this sketches. week. Is there a cops runner two weeks in a row? Yeah, was, they've yeah. been doing that uh, oh, sure. for a while now. Uh, let's see. I probably have it in my. Do you think it's like a cop's costume is the cheapest thing you can rent? Oh, probably. (laughs) And they probably just weren't we we hypothesizing that the reason they do them is because of the costumes. I I bet they bought the cop costumes. Oh, so they own them. Yeah, so that's a good return on investment. Uh, It was it was an okay one, Nick. We had that weird one where Scott Thompson was like in the middle of that like affair sort of. We had that Mars, yeah. uh, like, uh, Catskills comedian sketch. Yeah, the, Dune, the Dune parody. The Dune it, parody but, that you insisted was a Dune parody. You what know, are we doing? Wasn't bad. we got to talk about the big news. They announced the mm-hmm. date that the, kids oh, right. the new Kids in the Hall show starts. That's uh, right. That's right. I God, I'm excited. Like, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I, so they, just last week they announced it. Uh, I think it's May 13th, but... I'm looking at the article now, trying to figure out if that's the case. So are there shows? Yes. Are they doing May like a tour in addition? Or or is it just uh the show? Is there a oh no, I don't think there's a I don't think there's a tour. I mean I'm sure that they'll probably tour again at some point eventually, but no, it's just oh, okay. the show. Uh eight episodes on May thirteenth on Prime Video. It's very exciting. We saw we watched the trailer. Jared, you said you really liked it. I did. Well, it had a lot of classic characters, and uh, I guess, you know, even though they're saying we're back and it's just hard to believe, to see them all doing it, (laughs) to have every member of the cast there, several regular characters, I think McCullough's, like, like a kid character, whatever his name is, with the, you know, who's a very kind of... Gavin. Yes. And the Eliminator. The The Eradicator. The Eradicator, sorry. (laughs) Uh, the squishes head he guy, very, of course. Of course, he looks very mm. old as as uh, Gavin, right? As the kid, it looked a little unsettling. Well, I mean, he's yeah, of but I mean that, that's he's true of all of them for pretty much everything, right? But when he's playing the little kid, it's it's uh, it's a little odd looking. I thought. Well, you're famously ageist, Nick, right? I mean, most old <laughs> yeah. people kind of piss you, you off. Think in general. old people should retire from comedy, right? from life. <laughs> I mean, there's probably some truth to that. Uh, but the- wow! Oh boy! <laughs> oh my God! Doubling Nick. down on the ages. Doubling down on his ageism. I mean, I can't I'm- wait till you get old and we can just shoot you out of a cannon. I think I sea. already am old. But- okay, well, they'll be <laughs> All right, there well, at the door. Fuck you, minute. oldie! Get out of the business. <laughs> but uh, I was gonna say, there's also some other news. I saw that Bruce McCullough is doing some shows in in New York City. Are you gonna go, Jared? And maybe a may. I'm not shows sure what. Like, what do you mean? Stand up. He's doing a uh, like a one man show kind of thing. Like, uh, I think it's oh. like stories and maybe some music. I mean, sure, oh. I'd go. I guess depending on the date and ticket prices and my availability and interest, sure, I would go. <laughs> um, 
It's just a one a totally original, like no kids in the hall stuff. Um, I, I don't know. I, I know that when he's done stuff like this before, I think it sometimes would include a monologue from kids in the hall. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's called Tales of Bravery and Stupidity. Uh, let me see. If I yeah, I feel like uh, I I really like the opportunity to see one man and one woman shows in a professional setting. I feel like that genre <laughs> is like ninety percent amateurs, if that makes sense. It's so fun to see like a professional, like well developed, like just well made one man show, one woman show. Maybe that's way too broad of a take, but. Uh, to see McCullough, I mean, one of my—I I think this guy's hilarious, and it's mostly because of the last, uh, you know, season and a half of this uh, podcast, just watching him essentially for the first time doing his thing. I'd love to see him now. That'd be cool. You want to go, Nick? Uh, you flying in? You know, I, I, may, I may. I assume you I, don't. You don't want to go. Um, you know, I went to see a Broadway show last night, and I realized that my brain no longer can only focus on one thing. <laughs> I need to be like reading or looking at my phone while something's mm. happening. Right Not because me, it's live, just because it's something happening. It's something. It's one thing happening. <laughs> and I need multiple things happening at all times. You know. Wow. What was the show? I don't know if that's bad. Funny girl. Oh, and you just did, you you couldn't you couldn't pay attention to a Broadway show. That's amazing. I did. I sat through it, but it wasn't fun. It was like a jog. It was a slog. I mean, there are some moments that are really fun to watch, but you know what? Maybe it's also the people in the roles. I don't know if you're familiar with Funny Girl as a story. Well, that's Streisand, right? Funny Girl, the movie. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's about whatever the you may think of, of Barbara's. Right. Well, kind of the I don't know. If this is too off topic, but we can cut it out if we want. But basically, Funny Girl is about this this girl who is not conventionally attractive and she's Jewish and she's surrounded by all these like, <laughs> sounds you know. funny to me. <laughs> but like, basically Barbara Streisand is so talented and has this amazing vocal range. So you can understand right. how she would like break through the traditional norms of like the entertainment industry and become this huge star. <laughs> sure. But the woman who's in the lead now of that same role is Beanie Feldstein. Is mm. that her last name? Mm-hmm. Oh, from, mm-hmm. uh, she's, from the Monica uh, Lewinsky thing Smart, recently. Yes. And, yes. Yeah. Yes. And she's like a very funny comedic actress, but like, and she can sing certainly better than I can, but she certainly doesn't sound like Barbara Streisand. <laughs> so like the first act of the play is like about this girl who's like, I'm a star and I'm going to make it and I'm going to be amazing. And they have like these numbers to like prove that she's got the talent to back up these claims. Right. But it just kind of falls flat because she actually doesn't. So she sort of seems like, a musical theater nerd who's delusional for like the first act, but then everyone around her is like, "Oh my god, your star <laughs> power!" <laughs> so it just like reads in a really different way than it does when Barbara Streisand was in the role, you know? Totally. Yeah, we totally. were talking about that something like that with uh, Patrick a couple weeks ago, right? When when we were when we Patrick on the show about how like uh, I, remember. I, I forget what show he mentioned, but like where they they didn't like because I, I brought up like on how marvelous Mrs. Maisel. The stand-up is supposed to be really great. Yes, but right. and it's not. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I think in that one, it's like Rachel Brosnahan is like very talented and you know charismatic and whatever. But the writing is what falls short. And short, and then this it just like isn't the right person in the role or something. It's yeah. like stunt casting to get people there. And Jane Lynch is in it, which is kind of funny. <laughs> Didn't realize that until she walked on stage. Oh, I was like, oh, wow. Jane Lynch. <laughs> Uh, anyway, well, let me read a, a quick a trip to see Jane Lynch live. Let me read a quick yeah. summary of this show since I already brought it up. It's a Tales of Bravery and Stupidity is a one man show that moves brilliantly between funny, relatable, and surprisingly touching 
Using music, stand-up, and storytelling, Bruce McCullough takes us on a poetic flyover of his life, flyover of his life, flyover of his life, pursuing stories, and making an unspoken agreement with the audience to contemplate the world together. Woo! That does not sound good. (laughs) That does not sound good. I mean, it sounds sounds like it's basically going to be stand-up. Which I, I think really, it, I think it sounds like almost like a weird self-serving sort of uh, like Bill Murray type of show. What? Well, he knows people are going to come. It's uh, no, no, okay. It just the description was very odd. <laughs> really, what part of it sounded Bill Marsh? I just thought like going on a journey of self-discovery and like I don't know. It felt a little pompousy. Maybe I'm putting Bill too much Maher into the description. Does much self-discovery? I could be wrong. Uh, right, perceived yeah, self-discovery. Very... Right, but yeah. Well, well oh, whatever. Yeah, okay. Um, well, anyway, it sounds like it's going to be great. Jared, uh, I'm sure you've already bought your ticket, but let's... <laughs> we need an affiliation. Because I'm in New York? Is that, is that <laughs> essential? Or, I mean, so is a May. But... Oh, but I assume a May will be somewhere else by that point. Uh, you... Yeah, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're right. Everyone. I'm kind of I'm kind of stagnant in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> well, let's travel back in time to March twelfth, nineteen ninety one, when number one on the charts. I think we played it last week, did we? Someday by Mariah Carey. Maybe we didn't. I feel Mariah. like this has showed up uh, once or twice, actually. Um, yeah, oh, Mariah coming in hot. I love it. Um, she's no Streisand, but you know she's okay. Yeah, she could probably wow, play Mariah that. Mariah Carey is funny, girl. I think she'd have the singing and then the like comedic timing would be off, maybe. I don't know. I'd like to see her go. She's never like hosted SNL or anything like that, I'm sure, right? I, mean, I don't think so. She might have. I don't know. But anyway. there are like people like her and Cher who are just like, I don't, I wouldn't dare. Like, you what are know. you talking about? Cher's an amazing actor. But no, well, yeah, okay. Cher was a bad example. Uh, who, who's like a huge star who you think like would not be vulnerable enough or, or like willing to poke at the fun at themselves enough to, to try oh. comedy, even though they're capable of it? Oh. Mariah. Um, I would have said J-Lo, but she, she does kind of do that. I, yeah, I think she, yeah, so she does romantic she does, comedy. But like so on her own terms, I feel mm-hmm. like she's, I don't know if she would make fun of J-Lo. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Maybe Prince back know. in the day probably was difficult to do real comedy with Prince. That's true. He was on New Girl. <laughs> oh, Prince? Oh, uh, that's right. I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Oh. Well, anyway, right, number well, one in I'm Canada. Wrong. Sting with all this time. Not one I'm familiar with, but of course I know Sting. Sting's great. Of course I know Sting. I know Mariah, I know Sting. The police, I guess that ties into today's episode. I feel like we're back. All All right, so let's move on to the episode, 1991. (laughs) Uh, Got the mood. Should we we talk about these cop sketches? I feel like we've seen these cop sketches so much. I don't think we need to hear hear anything from them. The only thing I thought was like there was a huge reaction in the audience to the very first one. So I feel like they have a kind of like Stockholm syndrome or something where they're like, (laughs) these are great. (laughs) It's happening. They think they're like old favorites of the audience. Yeah. Uh, yeah, If you see something enough, it starts to be, you start to develop a fondness for it. I guess that is what you were saying, Stockholm syndrome. But I mean, I think they're funny. I just don't think they're. It's a little weird that they are, they come on so often that they you come back to that well so often. Yeah, I think they're scattershot. I think just it's truly you know whatever joke dependent. I really like the uh, the good traffic cop bad traffic cop idea of them. 
you know, yeah. defining that by, you know, who lets the cars go and not go. But I thought the, the money joke on the second one was very strange. Like, out of all the yeah, things well, that cops are, I don't know if, like, overpaid <laughs> is, is necessarily one of them. But, I guess uh, we can... What are you talking about? Yes, they are. <laughs> are they paid a lot of money, paid. cops? I guess because yes. the, they're union super tight. Are you going to they... become a... Yes, and they get huge pensions. What do you like best about being a cop? The money. Me too. Oh, and serving people. Yeah. Okay. I guess you're right. Um, well, maybe I just didn't like the joke then. Just felt boring and easy. <laughs> did you guys? Did you guys not like either of those? I was like, whatever. I thought the good cup, uh, bad cop, traffic cup was like actually a joke, which is rare with these. So I wrote right. down a real joke. I give it an A forever. Yeah. You did. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I did like at the um, end how he was able to stop the car even after it had passed him. Yeah, that's a yeah. funny little touch. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for this one, I just want to say, like, as soon as so in this next sketch, Brad, the um, Brad, Brad from the vampire uh, gay vampire sketch and Chicken you think Lady it's the from, same guy? Uh, well, like, he calls him. He, he calls himself Brad. Well, so, oh, okay, the t- or at right. least the title of the sketch is Brad in the phone. See, I like these sorts of callbacks for like, character who's like a big known character. Obviously, Chicken Lady is not that Brad is, <laughs> where it's like not like a huge character everyone necessarily knows. They keep like building out the world. I think that's fun. But as soon as he opened the paper and it was like nighttime companion ad, I was like, "This is a Chicken Lady sketch." Really? And then there's like this huge wow. misdirect. How did you pick up and on that? Then Just... she came on, and I was like, "Oh, maybe I was wrong." And then she pops up, and I'm like, "I knew it! I knew it was a Chicken Lady sketch! I knew it!" <laughs> That's so funny. I don't know how you how you picked up on that so quickly. I guess I just... got just blindly sideswiped. I was all excited for this weird sketch. What is this going to be? And then Chicken Lady shows up. But oh. Just felt like a gut punch. <laughs> a great chicken lady. Awesome. What, let's watch a short clip from it. And you're working on a tractor. Okay. And, 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 and I'm bringing you milk and eggs. Oh, yeah. Because you're tired. Only you're not tired. You're aroused, eh? <laughs> and, and you asked me to get under the tractor. So we get under the tractor and we're hiding. Yeah. What do you think of that? I got, I got, I got something else. How about, right? I don't got no shirt on because it's hot, right? Oh, I saw your bare chested. Yeah. Oh, sounds good. <laughs> so I think this is the first time that Chicken Lady has exploded when she orgasmed. Which I was going to say, is this a normal? Have we seen her orgasm before? Well, I think it's. <laughs> I think, just get really aroused. I think yeah, because I, th- I don't think she has orgasmed. Can't tell yet. the difference, can you? I <laughs> assume it happens again. This is this is regular yeah. Nick. Her crotch explodes when she comes. I guess. Yeah, it's kind of a her thing is that she explodes. Mm-hmm. Um, Odd choice. Interesting. But people... I'm just gonna say she has too many things. I mean, Chicken Lady's got too many. I was gonna say nothing. No, no, like they didn't lay an egg or some chicken-related move. It's truly they were like, let's make it exploding, Chicken Lady. <laughs> this feels. A it kind little... of caught me by surprise. I thought it was a little funny for, for what Chicken Lady is. It was funny, but uh, if it keeps repeating, I don't know. I think it'll be diminishing returns. <laughs> I like the uh, the kind of like the way that Thompson was treating dirty talk, like he was pitching the next line or something like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about then? Uh, what yeah. if I'm under the track? I don't know. I thought that that was funny. I thought, I thought Scott Thompson was very funny. Use, like a sex talk service. No. What's that? Have you ever used a sex talk service? Uh, no, because, well, I guess for other, you know, 
real reasons that would make me look better. But the real reason I guess I also don't use it is because I feel like you just don't know who's on that end. It could be any sort of person, any sort of... Uh, you don't know their gender. You don't know their appearance. Uh, you don't know anything about guy. No, no, no. It's, well, <laughs> I mean, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> As long as I'm like, oh, it's come on. Because, like, yeah, the whole yeah, point yeah, is yeah. like, it's total fantasy. Like, who cares? Like, it could probably, it's probably the same woman talking to everybody, and they're like, yeah, I'm a brunette. Yeah, but I'm regardless, like, don't <laughs> you want to sort of, don't you want to see? Don't no, you wanna, I mean, if it doesn't turn you the... on and as an idea, but like, the point is that it's like, who, you don't fucking know who's really. So, on the other it, right. I was a little confused by this. I guess they don't know who I am. Is is yeah. chicken lady? That's is Chicken Lady an employee of the phone sex line, or is this some kind of like thing where they connect two people that both Good want question. to have phone sex? I think they're trying to say she's an employee, but I think at one point I was like, it'd be funny if like they're just using her as free phone sex work because she loves doing it so much. Yeah. <laughs> I am kind of glad that she came and he didn't, but that was like funny. That's definitely funnier if she know. is like an employee of the phone sex line. That she, <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> but yeah, I think they, I think there used to be those kinds of things where they would just connect two people. But uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I tried looking it up. I, I, try, I tried looking up phone sex line, the history of phone sex lines, and I couldn't, couldn't find the information I was looking for. I was amused. I had a friend who did it. Oh yeah. Yeah, she said it was like a lot of people just kind of wanted someone to talk to. <laughs> yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Anyway, I was okay. amused by the audience behavior at the top of the sketch of like him drinking some fake beers and I'm going like, "Woo, yeah. All yeah. right." Like that's like that's <laughs> the, the test of time. People still do that shit. He he and said, then, "Yeah, uh, party." And the and the audience went crazy. But then I also wrote down that <laughs> when they revealed the chicken lady, no applause. I guess she's not like established yet as a as a, a lot of the audience is like trying to gently tell sketch. them retire yeah. this horrible character. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, next sketch. All right, next all right, sketch. all right. Amazing, ready to move on. All right, um, amazing. I'm moving. I'm moving along. Uh, well, the next sketch was one of these. It's a fact sketch sketches. Um, do you guys have anything to say about the? If it's a fact sketches, I can play. Um, I think that though, I actually laughed at the one of the about Bigfoot. Yeah, let's, let's watch it. She comes up. And I like crying. these a lot, actually. It's a fact. The Bigfoot has a beautiful singing voice. <laughs> Wasn't that beautiful? It's true. It's a fact. What were you saying you liked about that one to me? I just thought it was funny that she came up and she was crying. It was like a good detail, a little growth on the It's a Fact girl. <laughs> yeah, we're learning yeah, about Similarly, it. for the nice detail on It's a Fact, I really love the first one where her Uncle Tony spits on the frame and she goes, ew, gross. He's a very lonely man. It's a fact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That made me laugh. Is this not new? I thought this was brand new. The it's a fact, or has this been? Was this in an episode? Oh, you haven't seen the it's a fact. Oh, maybe you haven't seen her. No, no. I maybe that was the Patrick episode. No, these are great. Somebody didn't do their homework. I see. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) you're not the only one. Um, (laughs) I love these. This is. I don't know what you guys said about them in the the first time they showed up, but uh, I get like a very sort of. Nickelodeon uh, vibe, like a kind of like kids are in charge sort of thing. And like, I like <laughs> yeah. the music. I like the kind of like the way it's cut. Um, I think it's a really cool look. I think these are funny. Yeah, no, I agree. Is it always I, this I, girl? Was she in the other episode too? Yeah, same girl. Um, and she, I, I looked I looked up what happened to her. She's, I forget what it was. I think maybe she's like an architect. 
But uh, oh. I was worried. The way you phrased that made it seem as if something yeah, tragic struck. You were like, <laughs> something happened to her. She uh, became an architect. Um, but yeah, it's no, good. It's great. a good little runner that they can use in every episode. So we'll probably see them see her just as much as we see the, as we see the cops. I think, to be honest, mm. maybe not as much, but she comes back a lot. Um, well, let's watch a little bit from this next sketch called Book Bottle Blonde. A black and white <laughs> sketch, just to set you, set the listener. An old time, film noir parody, black and white sketch. They love their noir parodies. Trouble with the book, Nick? Yeah, I guess you could say I'm oh, having Nick. trouble, Sam. That's your name. Tell me, if you were a four and a half foot teddy bear named Fuzzy, <laughs> and you had to find the magic honey tree in order to save your village, who would you go to for advice? The wise old owl? The gentle giraffe? Or Kitty, the world-weary whore? <laughs> Who's as smart as she is tough, and she is plenty tough, mister. Well, I guess if I was a teddy bear, I'd have to go to the wise old owl, Nick. Yeah, I guess you're right. Just once I'd like it to be the whore, though. I didn't like this sketch very much. <laughs> it was very, like, Yeah, I... Very, like, very it felt like it was written by somebody who hadn't written a sketch before. Just, like, very... Yeah, it was weird that, like... Idea. the the game was pretty like out there. They were really attempting to do noir detective, like children's book author. Um, but I agree. It was weird. The execution was weird. I really liked the sight gag of like the bar being in the detective's office, like him just <laughs> walking over and having the drinks be there. And that got a big laugh. But uh, yeah, it seemed weird. They're like, Oh, I guess, you know, I, I, I don't know. I would have just come up with more, uh, like kids book things to happen in a bar or like, you know, maybe the, maybe the Scott Thompson character Dame is sort of like more like a Dr. Seuss character who comes in needing help or something like shouldn't, shouldn't Thompson's character have been kids bookified or something. It just felt weird that they kept going through a normal noir scene and the moves are just McDonald going. Yeah. Fucking kids book sort of <laughs> just like talking out the jokes. I don't know. Felt weird. Amay, what'd you think about? I kind of zoned out during it, I guess, for the same reasons. It was just like, it was like a fun beginning, and then it quickly became predictable, I guess. Yeah. But I like Kevin's performance in it. Yeah, he actually he was he pretty good at it. He looks like he's having fun yeah. <laughs> doing the yes. noir detective bit. You know? And Dave Foley was a good bartender, too, I thought. And Scott Thompson was, was fine, <laughs> too. Everybody was good in it. It was really Maybe like the weapon is a slingshot instead of a gun or something. You know, ki- kidsifying this would have been yeah. very easy. Well, that is, I don't know that is why very they didn't funny. do that. That is very funny, Jared. Right? Like a slingshot <laughs> instead of a gun? I see you guys cracking up. You can't hear it because they're laughing too hard, but uh, they're both really cracking up. I love your pitches, Jared. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. Thank you. New sketch. Look, at this is a new uh, character from Bruce McCullough in which he finally sticks it to the working man. <laughs> <laughs> this, is, uh, this is called Shoes. Let's watch a little clip from it. Uh, Bruce McCullough as a shoe salesman and Scott Thompson as a shoe customer tell my shoes how is the fit well it's a little big do you have it in uh, uh nine and a half no could you check no i see my answer displeases you yeah see as you are to your body so am i to my stock uh-huh you have no tail no I have no nine and a half. So. Uh, do, do you have it in brown? Brown. Uh-huh. I am quite well stocked in the color of cowards. 
That's a line that I remember vividly from. I knew I knew Nick would. I knew you would like that line, Nick. Brown the color of cowards. I was like, Nick's gonna like that. No, it is. What did we think of this one? What is his deal exactly? This guy. He loves selling shoes. He is a shoe salesman. Well, yeah, but he's also really he that's sells the, sh- in league with the devil. He sells shoes for Satan. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I thought he made an agreement with Satan to sell shoes. Like you know, like you would uh, sell your soul so you could be a really good guitar yeah, player. Yeah. Like he sold right, his soul right, right. so he could be a really good sale shoe salesman. Yeah, I think you're right. Did, um, did we did we know any of this before the reveal at the end? Like, is this no, no? Okay, so this is all in retrospect. We're enjoying this, <laughs> but he. I think it's a really funny idea to like sell your soul so you can sell shoes really well. <laughs> I think that's funny, like because we're we're used to like selling our soul to have a skill that seems really romantic and cool. So it's a funny yeah. flip, but it's true. You don't know until the very end. So I love the premise. If, it would be better served to know it earlier, but I I liked seeing the reveal. Yeah, well, I mean, now I knowing it, it's... that's the premise of the scene. But that's just like the tag but it's just he's a creepy shoe salesman i guess well knowing that going after the fact yeah i mean do it i feel like if it's like he says uh you know i guess i'm evan to you now and if you had a name tag it would read like the way he's talking to him i think is informed by the fact that like yeah he doesn't have a soul he's not like kind of of this earth i think i think if that was even hinted at in the beginning, I would enjoy it more. I think he does have his soul, but it goes to the devil upon his death. That's my understanding of the mythology. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I wanted to get into his weirdness, McCall, and I didn't really know how to define it, so I was kind of just trying to figure out why he was doing what he was doing the entire time. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Yeah, I just enjoyed the character. I thought he was. I thought it was a a, a funny. I thought he was. I thought he was just a weird shoe salesman uh, who right. was obsessed with his craft. But uh, but I do like the explanation that it's uh, that he sold his soul to the devil. Um, yeah, that moment at the end is great, where he like the camera kind of goes above him and he raises his arms in the air, and they get, that it was well done. Well, should we move on to this next sketch? I mean, it's more of a monologue, I guess, a short little monologue with Scott Thompson. <laughs> about the word faggot that makes people so frightened you think it's the actual letters themselves well let's take a look at that you think maybe it's the letter f i don't think so because f stands for fun and we all love to have fun don't we maybe and he goes on like that for the rest of the letters um there's a long (laughs) walk to get to what he got to but i thought it was funny I thought it was like kind of starting to be, but didn't quite become like a parody of like Sesame Street or something, you know, Mm. which I'm sure we've seen Mm. a lot of like people like doing something that's like naughty, but in the style of Sesame Street. So it's not that it would have been that much more interesting, but it kind of like exists in this halfway point. (laughs) And it's like, it seems like something just a thought Scott Thompson had. And he was like, maybe I'll just deliver this thought I had to the audience and see how they take it. You know? Yeah. I mean, it was very short. It was only like a minute long or so. Um, yeah, uh, I appreciated the graphics of putting the word in each letter above his head. Like I was going to say, that thought it worked well. That's kind of mm-hmm. what had the Sesame Street vibe to it, right? It was the, yeah. the letters mm-hmm. written above him. Otherwise, it's just yeah, it's just a... his outfit was kind of Sesame Street too. Like it feels like one of the people you run into a Sesame Street adult would wear something sort of like nondescript and colorful like that. No, uh, like, yeah. Sesame Street adult. That's like a Disney adult. For Sesame Street, <laughs> right. <so it> sounds like. <laughs> Um, but I guess Disney. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. 
Disney adults. I was just going to say, does, does, doesn't Disney own Sesame Street now? Or is that, is that true? No, I, I don't think they do. They own the Muppets, but not Sesame Street. HBO, yeah, Air Sesame Street, yeah. Which I guess this maybe, no. I was trying to make that make sense for Kids in the Hall, but I'm way off, right? Well, Kids in the Hall aired on HBO, <laughs> but... Uh, right, but but, but that's what I'm saying. Then. But Sesame Street didn't go to HBO, obviously, until but a couple of years it aired, ago. It aired in Canada, the CBC, and Sesame Street may have aired on the CBC in Canada because it was public acts, you know, public broadcasting. That'd be cool if there was some tie-in, like it aired on the same network, but uh, <laughs> I don't know if that would really change my mind. No, I don't think that <laughs> be would interesting change my to mind know, about though. the sketch, but yeah, that, would, that no. would be, that'd be something. It'd be fun to think about, though, I think. Uh, let's move um, on to Heckler, the return of Mississippi Gary, and I think a little bit of blackface as well. I couldn't tell if he was... It seemed like it was muted blackface, unfortunately. Yeah, and which was he had stopped. He didn't do that the second time we saw Mississippi Gary when he did the the whole scene about how I'm actually white a white guy. But he decided mm, to bring yeah. It, now he's yeah, back. He decided to bring it back. Well, let's watch the clip from it. You be playing out the back door that time, my friend. <laughs> hey, wait a minute! You don't have the blues. Look at you laughing and having fun. Well, look, my friend, we just laugh them because we be playing the blues. That's why you play the blues, you know, to chase them all away. But I feel blue again now, so I'm going to play a song for you, which is... So what? You can just turn the blues on and off like a tap. No, my friend, the blues is very profound. The blues, they, they comes and take you on the Yeah, whenever it's convenient. I mean, it's a good premise for a sketch, I guess. I didn't. It didn't make me laugh very much. <laughs> Is it a good premise? Like, guy who tries to sing the blues is happy, or blues singer has good life? That feels very basic. <laughs> I feel like I've seen that. Yeah, sketch. I feel like I've seen that. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of amusing when Dave Foley starts to be doing the blues at the end and they join in a little bit, but it doesn't last very long. It doesn't really build to anything. And also, it's like you just can't fucking get over the blackface. Like, it hasn't. And I wonder if part of the reason he's doing it is because, like, the previous joke was like, you know, a white guy pretending to be a jazz or blues musician, um, you know, and like taking on this fake identity. And then now it's like kind of the joke is like this guy pretends to be poor, but they couldn't have him be both things, pretending both things. So it's just like a mess. It's like a freaking mess. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just is really hard to like laugh at this stuff. I know we like try to get away from talking about problematic whatever but it's just so distracting and unnecessary like there must be some again it could be like any kind of musician well i think you know i, I think like it's we've talked yeah, about that's this. true there is something specific though about the blue a blues like their whole thing is they're sad but it could have been like an emo musician i guess exactly but i don't know if they have i think it's like a common there are common tropes in like almost any musical genre where they like talk about complain about things you know what i mean yeah. and i know that the blues is specifically known about being like a sorrow and like everything but it's like you know a rock star talking about like i don't it, know what do rock stars actually talk about it could also <laughs> just been like a no. real a real blues band you know with without a, like a white guy in, in in blackface and basically like them saying like hey like i don't know if this guy's life is so bad like look at his shoes like look at his that like it seems like he's having a great time hey this guy's making up the blues like they could have done the whole thing and not <laughs> had one of them be the singer or, or use blackface i think the sketch yeah is... but i think also like it would be almost more racist in a way if there was like a real not more racist it's hard to judge but it would be racist in a different way 
I, if it was like a black man singing and it was just like a bunch like the kids in the hall a bunch of white guys in the audience being like you don't have it so bad like it would still be i guess you're horrible. right i i was picturing it like <laughs> they came off as so dumb for criticizing him like but 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 you're right it yes it's bad i think way. the sketches on the side of dave foley yeah, i don't sure. think they think he sounds stupid yeah. now it is 100 percent. no 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 yeah totally yeah. um yeah this one's not uh, so great. I mean, does this character keep coming back, Nick? It seems like McKinney loves it. Uh, I'm not sure how many more times he comes back or if he does. But I wouldn't. Mm. I would just be imagining all of them like arguing with him, like, please, not another one of these. <laughs> isn't there like a like, like a relationship ladder? Like, doesn't he have like? Isn't like his girlfriend a character? Like one of the one of the women who works in Kathy? The, yeah. I don't think they're. Yeah. I mean that the that was like the first that was time cut we short. saw them both, okay. but I, I don't think. I don't think they, I don't think they're still together. Uh, but let's move on to this <laughs> final scene, uh, the long note, and I'll play a little clip from it. But it's all in my note, my suicide note. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. What part of the note did you guys like the best? Uh, so many good parts. I really like when I describe myself as a prisoner in a world-sized jail. That was good. I like that part a lot. Scott? Oh, uh, that's a tough call, Bruce. Um, there's just so much. There was Scott, you didn't read my note. Well, oh, Scott, oh, Scott, you Scott, you really should have read the note. Well, you didn't read any of it either, Dave. Well, it was a bit long, don't you think? Aha. I guess the main thing takeaway from the sketch is Scott Thompson is wearing his belt below the loops. <laughs> the main takeaway. <laughs> That's the main takeaway. <laughs> Isn't that so weird? I did laugh. You know, it, it, is. it is weird. Um, my takeaway was that I think this is like a sketch that actually has a game oh, yeah. that they are playing. Oh, but yeah. People would not probably wouldn't write this way about suicide now yeah. or like joke about it in the same way. I did laugh when um, McKinney was like, I skimmed your suicide note for my name. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I that was funny. Yeah, I thought, um, it was very, I thought there were a lot of great beats in this. Go ahead, May. Sorry. That's it. Oh. That's all. Um, I really like, yeah, these are all sort of, I guess, like, you know, sort of writer notes. It's basically like suicide note notes, I think would be the game. And, uh, I mean, I relate to so much of this. There's one, uh, joke that didn't really do well with the audience, but I thought was probably the best one, um, where they're all going around and McDonald says, uh, yeah, you know, I liked it. I just didn't like the part where you killed yourself. <laughs> and McCullough goes, oh, only the point. The whole point is, is, is this the part you didn't like the whole point? Um, that I just thought was super funny. Um, I, yeah, Let's I like see. the he's end. jealous of the plagiarist who, you know, right. the, he, he's jealous <laughs> of the other guy who committed suicide and his how his well, his suicide note did. I thought that was super funny. Um, I thought you were trying to write yourself to death. I thought it was a funny line because of how long the suicide note was. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so I like how, how fully turned around to everybody to like try to get them to laugh too, you know, like as though, hey, we're right. having fun, right? And everybody was like, no, no, no. Uh, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Kevin at the end saying, I'll read it if he cut it down to 50 pages, I thought was was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's... Negotiating the length of it. You see uh, kids in the hall in this new light when they do do the UCB game. I know we kind of compliment them a lot for getting away from it and being experimental. And But man, like when they have a solid premise and they're just coming up with it and heightening it and just like hitting it over and over again, like it's just really good. And 
I don't know. I, I, I feel like they're able to excel at both kinds of sketch. One is more of a 50-50. We'll see if we like it in general. And then the other is, you know, I don't know. I, don't, I haven't seen a lot of UCB-style sketches they've done that I didn't like. Mm. And by UCB-style, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, just like traditional standard sketch. structure, game, traditional. Right, right. Um, Do you think that's because of your own, like, inclination towards that? Probably, or? probably. I also think maybe sometimes it's, you know, it helps them hone their sort of kind of just kind of crazy scattered brains a little bit and just sorts of like forces them to focus a little bit within the scene. Um, and for them, I think that helps a lot because they're always sort of, you know, picking out stuff out of thin air sort of. And I don't know. I really liked this scene. I thought it was, I mean, I don't want to jump ahead. I know we have a big segment coming up where we talk about our favorite sketch of the episode, but I'll just say this is a leading <laughs> contender. All right, let's get to it. Yeah, Jared. Oh, okay. We're de- oh, we're ready for that part? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to sound silly if there was nothing else, and then I just go right into it. <laughs> it's got to be something before I tease it, before uh, I just do it, right? Hmm. Did you guys uh, have anything? No. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sketch of the app. It's the sketch of the app. Come on down. It's the sketch of the app. I'm at work. I hope nobody sees me. And I'm in a phone booth, so. Well, what do you think your sketch of the app was, uh, Jared? I gotta say, Nick, it's the suicide note notes uh, sketch uh, that we just uh, finished talking about just a brief moment ago. Uh, I love it, and I kind of just went through the reasons I love it, so I won't do it again. But uh, yeah, suffice it to say, well executed, McCullough, good, me like. I'm gonna go with the shoe salesman sketch. I I, I also would would summarize it by saying McCullough, good, me like it. <laughs> Um, I'm gonna say that I liked the chicken lady sketch the best. <gasps> shocking upset. Shocking upset. A May sworn think... enemy, the chicken lady, Rain Supreme. <laughs> if I see that bitch in the street, I'm gonna kick her ass. Uh Holy I just shit. thought it was like one of the only chicken lady sketches where like the dude kind of treated her with respect. That's true, yeah. <laughs> It's she was like, in charge. He's like trying to help her get off, and then he wants to have you know get off with her. And she has described herself as a chicken lady to him. He knows what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> and then you know she comes and she hangs up, which I support as a woman. I, I so. really like uh, that Scott Thompson character. He's just like a nice guy. Uh, sometimes gets taken yeah. advantage of, but uh, he still yes. uh, trusts everybody. Uh, it just uh, everybody comes across. Uh, yeah, Brad. Good, good. I love Brad. So it's all. I would, I would love to have a beer. It's with all Brad. about the power dynamics, Ame, for you and Chicken Lady. It's 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 if the Chicken Lady's in control or the Chicken Lady's not being you know put down. It's you love Chicken Lady. I don't love Chicken oh. Lady, but I feel like this is the best Chicken Lady sketch we've seen, oh, okay. and it was more interesting to me than the other sketches. <laughs> I did like the one of the uh, "It's a Fact Girl Crying Over Bigfoot" too. Oh yeah, like that's an honorable mention for on. me. I, I agree that yeah. the "It's a Fact" sketches were great, and I hope to see more of those moving forward. Well, hey, maybe we will see them next week when we talk about. I, now, <laughs> I like I'm, the way I'm, I'm teasing I, next week's episode. We'll we're talking about season two, episode fourteen. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, I like Dude, the way I talk about one. these future episodes as if they didn't happen 30 years ago or whatever the fuck <laughs> it is now. Uh, it's like, I wonder what'll happen. <laughs> we also got to decide what we're going to do about the new episodes. If we're going to 
how we're going to handle that. We we got we. I feel should like we, we should we let it. the audience weigh in? Should we yeah, set up a listener, poll? Or single listener, if you're listening, would you like us to cover? If you made it through the, the episode, the hall, speaking of power, you have it all, my friend. <laughs> kids, in the you pod. are the sole listener. You can, yeah, yeah, you could direct the pod at Gmail. Yeah, or Twitter or Instagram. It's all kids in the pod. Gmail dot com. Instagram. And what is the question exactly? St- cover the new episodes you, now or how wait? How would you like us to cover the new episodes or wait? I think we should do it now, but I'm, I'm open to... Uh, I want to please everyone listening <laughs> to it, so please do everything. I, want, I, I like to do them now. I, I wonder if they're going to... I assume they're going to like do a, the dump where they just put them all out at once, and then, I, I don't know, maybe... Maybe we could even like binge them oh, and just really? do one episode oh, about it. Interesting, like summarizing it. Oh my god, that's so intense. Okay, we can try. Well, we'll, we'll see what the listener thinks. <laughs> All right, we'll see what the listener thinks. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. And until next time, <laughs> thank keep you, listener. Those heads. Mm-hmm.